0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. What's what the poster said? See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Turn to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13.
1: Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast. This is digital editor Al Lunsford from Lynx. And I'm in Hilton Head, South Carolina, and my co-host today is in Wales, joining me from the back room at a, a course you might be familiar with, Royal Porthcall. His name is Nick Edmund. He's been on the podcast before. It's great to have him back. What's it like where you are, Nick?
0: What's it like in Wales? It's uh, actually been a wonderful few days. Uh, blue skies, for me, wonderful temperature. Um, around about uh no more than seventy degrees a, a july a breezy july day but a, but as i say a beautiful blue day blue sky day and, and I've been at a fantastic Lynx course al as well today
1: i I understand that I would love to talk to you about that but but first things first I know you you live in London, and right now I would venture to say <laughs> and i don't know if this is an over exaggeration but this month this current time may be one of the biggest sports eras in in the history of the the country can can i go that far you've got uh Mm. sunday you've got the euro final the first time england's made a final of a major tournament since they won the world cup over west germany in 1966 i did check on that the 66 open Nicholas won at Muirfield, so I was, I was seeing if the Cosmos lined up with Royal St. George's, but of course, this coming week, you have the Open Championship making its return after a year off at Royal St. George's in, there in Sandwich, and, and you've got the Wimbledon tennis tournament going on right now as well. So am I too far off saying that this is one of the biggest sports months ever?
0: Well, I guess we we have Wimbledon and um, the the British Open or the Open Championship that they're always in in July and and uh, of course they do get global audiences. But you're you're right the uh, the fact that England is in the world sorry the Euro final for the very first time um, the country feels all the talk is about sport at the moment. That's true and I'm, and and if you're a golfer, of course the Scottish Open is happening uh as we speak and I believe jo- I, I just checked and John Ram was leading. So uh yeah no it, it's football, tennis, golf, it's all happening. All happening here in England. England so, and Wales. I better say that because I'm in Wales.
1: <laughs> so it's fair to say that part of the world in, in terms of sport is just buzzing right now. And I, I understand you went to one of the semifinals and and not The beloved England final, but you attended the Italy Spain match at Wembley. What was that experience like for you? Well,
0: it was, it was a thrilling game, um, to be with 60,000 people, uh, was, um, well, that's obviously wonderful given what the world's been experiencing recently, but no, I mean, I uh, football, football and golf have always been my favorite sports and to be at Wembley, uh yes pity of course I, I couldn't couldn't somehow uh beg steal or borrow some england tickets but to see italy spain and and as you know it was a, it was a wonderful game and um well yeah england are going to be playing, playing the winners on sunday evening sunday afternoon your time
1: i will be tuning in and i, I can't imagine what that must be like to attend an event like that i'd probably compare it to like a NFL playoff game is, is in my head when I'm thinking, but maybe even more so passion because you've got the element of supporting your country. And, and in terms of England, the game being in your country and having so much importance uh, historically. So um, yeah, all eyes will be on England on Sunday and then all eyes will continue to be on England. As I mentioned, and as we go to Royal St. George's, What is your familiarity with the open venue that will be on display next week at Sandwich?
0: Well, I've certainly, I've attended, uh, I think I've attended three opens at uh, Royal St. George's. The most memorable to me of which without doubt would be the 1993 open, which Greg Norman, I believe shot 64 on the final day and finished ahead of Nick Faldo and Bernard Langer by two shots, and it, it was it was an incredible leaderboard. I and mean, obviously, when a person shoots, well, in Nick Faldo's case, shoots a pretty much faultless 67, having led, um, but gets beaten by a great player who shoots out probably the round of his life. So the quality of the field, the golf course was in, as it will be for sure next week, in fantastic condition, and I and I think without um, meaning to offend the the Birkdales, lythams um, well uh, and uh Birkdale, lytham and hoylake of course all stage the open championship in england st george's is probably my personal favorite i'm not saying it's it's necessarily the best that's a subjective thing they're all all four of them are great great golf courses i personally love Royal st george's if if you're if you're a lover of real traditional i suppose some I might say old fashioned links golf But um, if you if you like the occasional blind shot, the awkward stances, um, all the classic traditional links elements, uh, Royal St George's has those in spades. So it's um, it's uh, I I think uh, it'll be a very atmospheric championship, and um, yeah, I'd say one definitely one of my favourite venues among all nine Open Championship venues.
1: A noble return for the Open, it seems. How many Opens have you been to in your life? And do you remember the first?
0: Oh, I certainly remember the first. Uh, I was, well, I'm 60 now, Al. um, And my first was, dare I say it, 45 years ago in 1976 when I was 15. And I went to the 1976 Open at Royal Birkdale. And that was, is famous for the fact that that's where. A, ni- a certain nineteen-year-old called Severiano Ballesteros, who became mine and pretty much every British and European golfer's hero, uh, emerged um, from literally nowhere. Nobody, nobody could pronounce his his name, never mind uh, no 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 much about his background. But he very nearly won it. He was leading going into the final day by a couple of shots. Johnny Miller produced a final round sixty-six to win comfortably in the end, but. Um, Seve really entertained. Seve kind of won the hearts. If, if Johnny Miller won the Open, Johnny Miller won the hearts of the the watching public, and and it, that event catapulted him onto a world stage. So that was that was that was um, my first Open. But I mean, it, that was a golden era. I mean, you always, I, I guess, when you look back, golden era is when you first fall in love with the game. Generally, whatever age you are, the golden era is the, is the era when you fell in love with golf, and so. But 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 I think about the mid mid seventies. I mean, that seventy six Open at, at, at Birkdale, as I say, Johnny Miller in his absolute prime. The emergence of Savio of Ballesteros, Nicholas was challenging. But then the following year came the the incredible Nicholas Watson duel in the sun at Turnbury, When they, I mean, what was special about that was was the fact that I mean there have been there have been more than one. Uh, Titanic duel in the open. I mean, much more recently, of course, Phil Nicholson and, and Henrik Stenson had that in- incredible finish or uh, battle on the final day. But the fact that Nicholson and Watson were the two top golfers in the world that, in that, well, at that time, and they finished 10 ahead of the rest of the field. And I think on the final two, they played together. I think they actually played the last three rounds together, but they both, they both opened at 70-68. If I remember Nicholas shot 65, 66, but somehow lost because Watson shot a pair of 65. So um a- amazing golf. And then the following year after that, Jacques Nicholas, of course, won the open at St Andrews. Uh, and you could carry on. 1979 was, was Seve's first triumph. So um it, it it was a bit of a golden era, and I'd been fortunate to to attend. Uh, um well it's certainly more than a dozen i don't know it might might be something like 15 open championships and uh i i I was trying to think have i have i watched an open at every venue well having been to port rush um the last open which of course was in 2019 um i've certainly been to an open in uh england scotland and ireland several in several different venues so yeah may, 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 maybe it's uh eight of the, eight of the nine venues and and something like 15 opens
1: that would be an elite club i would think among um citizens in that part of the world <laughs> to have been to every single open venue as an a, attendee of the open have you played every open venue is that also something you oh for sure
0: I, um and, and uh, as i think you know from a, a, a previous discussion we've had at our um i've flown our Uh, our global goal for cancer flag at every open championship venue. And in fact, that, that includes everyone past and present. So the 14 open venues, if you go back to the days of Presswick and Musselburgh, Uh, So I've certainly uh, attended all of those open, every, every open venue past, present, and maybe, maybe a couple future, who knows.
1: Was your first open, do you consider that to be the most memorable of the ones that you've attended or was there another that, uh, sticks out in your head as your favorite memory or favorite year of the open championship that you've been to personally
0: in a way it's memorable because it is your first of course um but but 45 years ago that's a long time to remember <laughs> isn't it um sure. <laughs> now if i if i had to pick as i say, i think the best the best golf would either be in that 70, 77 open uh the, the nicholas watson um or uh Royal St George's 1993 open for, for the quality of the 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 I say the quality of the leaderboard the, the quality of the the brilliant the brilliant golf that some of the best players in the world played. But now if again you know we 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 uh British and Europeans you know almost almost worship Savvy certainly of my generation uh Sevier was was our golfing hero. I mean just I I, I was having a chat today uh yeah, I'm calling you from Porthcawl in Wales, but but I, uh, and I was talking to a group of Welsh golfers, and we got onto the subject of, of Savvy, and um, I think we all agreed that whatever part of Great Britain or Ireland you come from, if if Savvy had been going head to head against a British or Irish player, ninety nine percent of Brits or Irish would be supporting Savvy against their own country person, countrymen. So. Um, his victory in the '84 Open at St Andrews, given it was St Andrews, uh, given that that iconic celebration when he when he held a uh, an unlikely birdie putt on the last to defeat uh, Tom Watson, who of course was going for three Opens in a row, that made it special. Again, Seve and Tom Watson were probably the finest finest golfers in the world in 1984. If you, if, if, you know, I think if you polled most people who were, who were the greatest players at that time, Seve and Tom Watson, and they were such different characters, different personalities, and it, it only became a duel right at the end of, the, of that uh, that championship. They weren't playing together. Uh, Seve was playing with you know, Watson was playing with Langer. Uh, no, Seve was playing with Langer. Let's get it right. Watson was was the, behind him, so Watson was the last group out, but Sevy managed to. 3018, eighteen, almost exactly at the, at the same time as as Watson, not the first among uh, among champions to to fall at the seven, at the famous seventeenth at St Andrews, but he he bogeyed the hole as, as almost at the very minute that Savvy hold that uh, as I say that iconic putt on the final green, and um, the the roar of the crowd was you know I could I can still hear that roar and that was 1984, so that was what is it 37 years ago. So that's yeah, my yeah, right. thing that, 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 that if I had to pick a favorite open i would pro I would probably pick that one yeah
1: well, of course we're looking forward to St Andrews next year as well um the return and the the one hundred and fiftieth open right is is there next year
0: yes no that, that's going to be a special open, but uh yeah it is at its at its most famous venue for sure
1: yeah, having been to to all of them and and all fourteen. As you correctly uh <laughs> noted there, do you do you have a favorite? Would you be willing to give a, a least favorite in terms of how you personally rank um your your choices on the all-time open rota?
0: I'd I'd be loath to give a least favorite in case I get uh, in their bad books. <laughs> fair <laughs> no, enough. Fair I, enough. I, I, no, it's not. It's it's. I don't think there's such a thing. Yeah, you know, a least favorite Open Championship. venue. they're they're all they're genuinely all great, great golf links. They are, they are quite different from one another. I, I mean, in in atmosphere, in in well, in, in they're all links courses, of course, and that's what that's what separates them. But um, their histories, their um, you know, so many of the links courses, you hardly see the sea. I mean, if you if you contrast Royal Itham, very difficult to compare. You know, a golf course. Like uh, Royal Lymth with 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 somewhere like Turnberry, which although that's currently off the open boat, I suppose, but but Turnberry you see so much of the the shoreline, whereas Royal Lytham, it you, you 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 kind of feel you're playing in the middle of uh, a, a city. You're you're a mile or so from the sea, and it's it is absolutely classic links golf. So it's it's funny. I th- I think, gosh. Um, <laughs> It's difficult to separate the history of the places as well and, and who's won the Open at certain venues. That all adds to perhaps the charm of the, of the venue. Uh, you're, you, f- from an individual perspective, you, again, you remember, you remember certain Opens, who won them. But again, you're asking for, for say, favourite venues. Again, um, I, I was mentioning how St. George's is probably my favourite English venue. Uh, because again, I'm not saying it's necessarily better. I'm just sim- simply saying it's, it would be my personal favourite because, because of the the, the the classic, unpredictable terrain. I suppose uh, it, to me that 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 adds a level of charm and and maybe a level of shot making in my opinion because you're you're not facing a, a flat. A flat lie you're you're, you're you've got it you've got to factor in the, the, the slopes the contours of the fairways as well as the contours of the greens and of course the green surrounds so there's there's, there's no such thing as a, as a as a poor open championship venue that's for certain they're, they're they are um they have they all have different aspects of greatness how about that that's a very political answer isn't it It all have different aspects very much so
1: yes yes and i i think what you're saying in terms of you know how the winners at certain places factor into that i think that's relevant i i definitely think that makes a lot of sense and and for me personally i've the only one i've played is royal rhythm and of, of course i remember that as well because i was in attendance for georgia hall winning the um right. women's yeah. open there mm-hmm. and and what a reception she, she received and that just made made it all the more special so that that place holds in my mind a special place Yep. Yeah. um and it is it's interesting like you're saying it was it's kind of inland now because of the infrastructure that's been built between the course and the sea it's mm-hmm. but what a great what a great venue you're at a place now in wales like country that's never hosted an open championship but if any course deserves it maybe it's royal porth call it where in terms of courses that maybe should host an open in the future what comes to mind i i know you absolutely had hold royal porth call in high regard is it is it that one and and are there any others do you think in the future you'd like to see host an open
0: well, d- yes, Royal Rawport Call f- f- for a couple of reasons would be the one that I'd love to see the open at the most, not just because I'm at Royal Porth call this, this very instant, but be but because I think the open should should go to Wales. It's been to Northern Ireland, it's been to obviously England and Scotland many, many times. I think it should it should go to Wales. It it it, it it's and without question, Worldport's call is the venue that it would would go to. And, and as I say, I arguably should go to it's 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 certainly at the same level as those open championship venues. Um a lot of people love King's barns as a as a new golf course. But it would be very surprising if a golf course that's only 20 years old were to stage an open it's because of all the traditions, etc uh that 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 go with it. Um but it's certainly, you know, of, of the of modern links courses, King's Barnes is a fabulous golf course. Um, it would be, it would be wonderful again if you're getting on without getting into political reasons why Turnbury isn't on the open rotor. So I think we all know why it's not, but that's that is a you know, it'd be a tra- tragedy if Turnbury never stages another open because it's, it's, in a lot of people's opinion, it's the it's the uh, our finest links course doesn't have the history of course of the St Andrews or or Muirfield or, or Liverpool, but it's, um, I mean, it's a gorgeous golf course. or one thing, and it's, 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 it, it's always been a stunningly beautiful links, but it's was, was renovated about four or five years ago by the same, maybe it's more than that, but by the same team that, that renovated Royal Port Rush and everybody raved about how good Royal Port Rush was. And, um, Turnbury is without doubt uh, uh, an even better golf course than it was ten years ago, and uh, the special holes have been made more special. So that 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 that, that series of holes around the turn uh, are definitely stronger than they were. So I'd love to see the Open one day go back to Turnberry. Uh If you're going to be, a, this is never going to happen, but but if the Open were to go to its great to, to, to the greatest links courses in. In Britain. If it go, if it were to go to the greatest links courses in Britain, and okay, let's let's include Northern Ireland as well, it's part of the United Kingdom, Royal County Down would be a romantic venue. So would Royal Dornock. I think those two uh, have a have a magic about them. Uh, and and they've certainly more than capable of staging major events in terms of the quality of the quality of the test. Um I mean Royal County Down is arguably the most challenging links course in in the world and it's and it's staged the the uh, the Irish Open and the British seniors so it's it's of course the open Championship is the, the bigger event and so uh, it, it certainly wouldn't be easy to stage it there and Royal Dornock is is still seen regarded as remote and it's again the infrastructure wouldn't be there but but oh wouldn't it be fun to see the open at, at uh, Royal Dornock or or Royal county down? I'm not sure it'll happen in my lifetime. Having said that,
1: well, do you know? And I was just looking at the the future sites and and how far out they plan that. Do mm-hmm. you know when that's assessed? Like when they could possibly add a course or or add or replace a course on the current. I suspect
0: rota? the RNA would say it's always up, it's constantly under review, but but there are there are nine courses currently on the open rotor. So I mean. If they were sort of obviously had equal shares, as it were, that that's that's uh, you know that's um, only one per decade. What what tends to happen is that the open goes to St Andrews every for a while. It was going every fifth year. So what was it? It was it was ninety five, two thousand. It's um, I think in every ten years it's probably going to go to pretty much to to, to an open venue. Plus St an Andrews twice, so that's that's ten, and uh, um, it, it's just there's so many traditions, as I say, associated with the open, and, and the issues surrounding whether it's traffic or how many people can could be accommodated in the in the area, lots of things like that. I I, I don't think we're about to see another open venue, a new open venue, come soon. Put it that way.
1: Yeah. Right. We can For- dream
0: about it. Yeah,
1: that's true speaking of wow what an absolutely wonderful transition because i was going to talk to you about your column in our our last issue uh titled the stuff of dreams nick very well done and uh the the concept of this piece that that you wrote for us was um, take the nine courses on the open rota and give us two courses nearby to play and, and almost a shadow, the shadow of those those big well-known venues. So the best nearby links mm-hmm. and, and a fun course to play nearby is how you separated that. That must have been a joy to put together, but maybe I'll start with the the two picks you had for Royal St. George's since since that's the um, issue of the current date and time. So your shadow course was Royal Sink ports, your fun course was Rye, can you tell me about those two places?
0: Yes, well, uh, Royal, wonderful name, isn't it? Royal Sankports, uh, which is only, oh gosh, five minutes, well, five minutes by car away from Royal St. George's, it's not literally adjacent, but it's uh, very near to Royal St. George's, did stage the open twice before the war. So it's it's always been considered a, a, a great venue um it's it is slightly overshadowed by Royal St George's and but it's but it's it's a fan, it's a fantastic test of of golf there's no question about it, it it's it's because it's off the open rotor so of course it's not as well known as it might be and it's it's not it's not a beauty and again in the way that Tambria or Dorne are cast, so it doesn't it doesn't we're not bombarded by gorgeous images of of, of Royal Sankports but it's it's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful test of golf, certainly. And, and uh, in particular, the back nine at, at Royal Sankt is is open championship quality. Let's put it that way. And as for Rye, well, again, I, yes, when, when, when George, your editor, set me this task of, of selecting uh, nine courses that might have staged the open, if you like, had the, 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 the open venue, it's adjacent to not existed. He has a strange mind, George Cohen. <laughs> um, um, have they not existed, though, yeah, Royal St. course is, is the obvious choice. But I, but I thought, yes, this is a bit of fun. Why, why not pick also nine courses that are in the vicinity? But yeah, have a have make them a, a special because because they have a particular character that that maybe no other course in the world has. And Rye absolutely fits that bill. Rye is a slightly eccentric golf course. It's um, I think I said it's it feels like when you play at rye you feel like you're in a golfing time warp because you play you, 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 the, the sort of member who plays at rye will, will will play in plus fours he will play alternate shots all the time and somehow these often uh not young gentlemen shall we say they get round the golf course in under 3 hours um yeah playing this alternate shot which they've got down to an absolute tee they're, they're all stood halfway down the fairway while their colleague is is teeing off the, the 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 golf course isn't is a it's a gem of a golf course. It's not wouldn't be long enough to stage something like the Open, um, but it's it's for, again for a lover of traditional links golf. If you like Royal St George's, you'd love Rye. It's just, it's as simple as that. It's 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 got its blind shots, its wooden sleeper bunkers. It's got some extraordinary contoured greens, uh, and then when you come off the golf course. You, you're in a museum of a clubhouse um, where, if I remember correctly, the the uh, the chair that was on the Darwin's beagle that uh, the Origin of the Species uh, sh- uh, that that Charles Darwin um, uh, who journeyed to the Galapagos and goodness knows where in, in the beagle and the chair that used to be his. A captain's chair, as it were, is 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 at it, it Rye. It's it's and and that sort of typifies its extraordinary oldie world atmosphere. Everything about it, the food, the 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 decor, the 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 ambience, the atmosphere. It's 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 yes, it's called the time warp. So if you it, it if you ever get the chance to play at Rye, you're in for your totally an experience like no other.
1: As you said, you might be spellbound by the time <laughs> you end, end your time there. If someone is shifting gears just back back to the Open, um, if someone is attending the Open for the first time, and, and maybe it's this year, that things are a little bit reduced, I think, still in terms of crowd capacity, but maybe it's in the future. What does someone attending the Open for the first time need to make sure that they do are, are there certain experiences at the open championship that are one of a kind that will will charm a first time guest upon going maybe it depends on the venue but um anything in particular that you think a first timer should do at their first open
0: a first timer who um the first time has never experienced lynx golf before as a as a player or as a spectator then they they are for something quite different um uh, in, t- in terms of the the yeah the 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 atmosphere at, at an open championship i mean yes you've you've typically got tens and tens of thousands of people all clambering up sand dunes to get better views um uh you know you're at one of the four and in the opinion of anyone in britain you're at the the, the greatest tournament in the world and the, the, so there's an there's an electric atmosphere um maybe 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 bring a stall if you can get one through the gate though because because you know as as at uh, the any major championship viewing isn't isn't easy these days so if you can pick your spots it's it's, whilst it's fun to follow a group, it's very difficult to follow a group of players. So if you can find a spot on where you can watch a number of great players pass through, um, that, that's a good way of experiencing it. I think finding finding what is a, a, a particularly advantageous position on the links. A bit of research before you go, wouldn't be a bad idea.
1: Very good. Yes, I, I would think that that's in due order. Um, my last question for you. I know you're on. Um, you mentioned to me that you were on one of your flag flying trips. Uh, yes. I, w- I would love to know how that's going. What do you have any updates on on your travels in terms of uh, flying the number four flag?
0: Yes, I do. In as much as uh, finally, uh, it's been frustrating, of, of course, out for everyone that not being able to travel. Particularly for me, it, it, in terms of growing the Global Golf for Cancer campaign. Fortunately, we did manage to fly the flag on all six continents. But in developing those those continents, those well, the campaigns on those continents has been difficult because I've obviously not been able to travel there. Um, but but I did have my first overseas flight from Britain in eighty in eighteen months. I find that hard to believe, but eighteen months I managed to escape the UK and I went to northern Spain, um, which is uh, we, we've been talking about Savia earlier on. That, early in this, in this call and um, I was in northern Spain at, Padre, at Real Padreña which was Seve's uh, home course uh, meeting with the Seve Ballesteros Foundation people who uh, we, ha- we have a close association with they're on all of our flags um, flying around the world um, Sevi Ballesteros Foundation of course was set up to uh, help, help in the fight against brain cancer our, our campaign is, a, is about fighting all forms of cancer, but obviously it was special to be in Seve's hometown and stand on the fourth green at Real Pedrenia, as I did 10, di- 10 or 11 days ago with Seve's eldest son, Javier, and with his brother, Manuel, Seve's older brother. Manuel won't mind me saying he's now 72, but <laughs> Manuel played in 10 Open Championships. He was no mean golfer himself, but stand on that green with Seve's older brother and his older son was... Um, very special moment. Uh, I've I've got lots of plans Al, to, now that I can escape more often um, as the COVID restrictions uh, are gradually being reduced. I, I guess I'll be going to Europe first because it's now permissible to travel to, to much of Europe without having to uh, self-isolate the United States. I know it's still difficult for Americans who want to come over and play some of the great links courses we've been talking about because of the the isolation that's still still inherent in making trips uh but it's likewise it's the same for us i want i desperately want to get to north america both to canada and to the united states to fly our flag and, and grow the grow the campaign but it, it's it's um hopefully it will happen soon so and then then travel to all the other continents again i i'm not sure when i'll get to australia and new zealand again but uh Absolutely want to do that, so uh the energy's still there al it's just um Good. Uh, you know i i i'll be, I'll just be patient that's what I'll be I'll be patient, just like whoever wins the Open championship at Royal St George's next week.'ll we'll need to be very patient
1: always a key uh it seems in in the open uh Nick, thank you uh Global golf for cancer is his organization. I hope that now that you're traveling, I hope you can travel someplace and you know, hopefully, Graylish and Kane and the boys can can bring football home, as they say, and all will be w- right in the world as we I, I, head right to Royal St George's next week.
0: No, that's right. That would that would be a, a great English story, wouldn't it? Uh, Royal St George's stages the open days after uh, England brings football back home, as we like to say, on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a nervous next next 48 hours for me, that's for sure. <laughs>
1: Well, best of luck, uh, and and hopefully you'll be on the the sunny side of things soon. But thank you again for joining, me. and always a pleasure to talk to you.
0: Well, thank you again, Al Al and Links Magazine for inv- inv- inviting me uh, uh, to talk to you again. Uh, it's always a pleasure. It's always a it's a, it's, a, it's always a treat to write for Links as well. Um, as you know, that's been going back uh, more than more than gosh more than the right twenty three years I think it is. But anyway. Uh, great before to talk to you time. again yes before your time absolutely yeah. mm-hmm. yes it does. it does his
1: piece on That's- the shadow rota will be on linksmagazine.com as an aside here um, very soon so check it out thank you again nick
0: thank you Al. my pleasure